Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of A Few Minutes in God's Word. Uh, we find ourselves in episode 11. Kind of hard to believe we're already here. Uh, we are still in the book of Judges. Today we find ourselves in Judges chapter 15, uh, verses 9 through 13, uh, looking at the life of Samson. And we want to think about this topic today, about the danger of only wanting peace the danger of only wanting peace. Now, from the outset, I want to say I want to encourage all of you to uh, watch and listen to this all the way through. Uh, there'll be a danger of you only hearing the first half uh, of this devotional and drawing conclusions or taking it too far or misunderstanding. And uh, so listen all the way through, okay? And uh, we're looking at Samson. Uh, that's right. Samson probably maybe. I think I, I don't think it's too crazy to say like probably the most popular of all the judges, meaning like non-Christians, uh, shallow Christians, cultural Christians, and non-Christians alike have all heard of Samson. Uh, Samson is now the judge that the Lord is using under their oppression of the Philistines. And um, yeah, so basically what we see in chapter 15 is that Samson's kind of been wreaking havoc on the scene. Uh, he's already had at least two battles with the Philistines. Uh, on one account, he killed 30 men by himself. Uh, on another account, he killed a thousand men uh, by himself. And so we find ourselves in Judges chapter 15. And what we find is that the Philistines send uh, troops to find Samson. They want to capture him. They want to put him to death. They want an eye for an eye. Uh, and so this is what we read in Judges chapter 15, verses 9 through 13. And I want you to see and hear the narrative uh, of what's going on here. So Judges chapter 15, starting in verse 9, it says, The Philistines went up, and they camped in Judah, spreading out near Lehi. The people of Judah asked, Why have you come to fight us we have come to take Samson prisoner, they said, to do to him as he did to us. So here we are in Judah. The Israelites are there. They see the Philistine army spreading out and moving toward them. And they want to know, like, oh, shoot, man, like, what, what's going on, right? Like, we didn't know we were at war. Uh, what's going on? And they said, we have come to find Samson. Uh, we want to repay Samson for all the killing of the Philistines that he's done. Uh, and so here it says, then 3,000 men from Judah <laughs> went down to the cave in the rock of Atem, and they said to Samson, I just think that's funny, man, because it's like they're Israelites. They're his own people. They realize Samson's a wild card. They realize Samson uh, is a mighty warrior. They realize Samson is legit, right? And so they're like, okay, well, he's already killed 1,000 of your men. We'll send 3,000. <laughs> of our men to go see if we can find him, right? So 3,000 men went down to Samson, and here's what they said. They said, don't you realize that the Philistines are rulers over us? What have you done to us? That's the key passage right there. That's the key passage. Don't you realize that they rule over us, and don't you realize what you have done? Samson answered them, I merely did to them what they did to me. And they said to him, we've come to tie you up and hand you over to the Philistines. And Samson said, swear to me that you won't kill me yourselves. Agreed, they answered. We will only tie you up and hand you over to them. We will not kill you. So they bound him up with two new ropes and they led him from the rock. Now, here's what I want to think about today is there's a, there's a danger in only wanting peace. And this is where I want you to understand what I'm saying. I want you to hear my heart. And, and it's simply this. The people, if you're not familiar with the story, maybe you haven't read through Judges, but you can go through and look through the other episodes where we've talked about Gideon, we've talked about where these people are. 
man, these people, yeah, they, they disobey the Lord. They live their own way. They, they live wicked in the eyes of the Lord, and the Lord brings judgment on them, and they're oppressed by a variety of people. Sometimes it's the Amalekites. Sometimes it's the Midianites. Sometimes it's the Philistines. Sometimes it's two or, or all three. Um, yeah, and here they are finding themselves in that place again where they're being oppressed, and the Lord is using Samson to help deliver them. He is the judge at this point. Um, now, if you if you read through there, though, man, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, Samson's a bit of a wild card. Um, yeah, God's using him, but, man, he's, he's kind of a maverick at times, kind of does his own thing. He does some things that makes you scratch your head a little bit and be like, that's a little aggressive there, bro. But, it, but he... he and nonetheless, he is fighting against the Philistines who are ruling over them. And in Judges chapter 13, verse 5, the Lord spoke to Samson's mom and gave a word to her and to Samson's dad and to the people to let them know, I've heard your cries. I've seen your oppression. I'm going to use Samson as my next deliverer. Here's what he says in Judges 13, 5. He says, you will become pregnant and have a son dedicated to God from the womb and he will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So this word has gotten out that Samson is the next judge that the Lord wants to use to deliver his people. But notice in the middle of that passage, I had you hold on to this. Notice what it says in here. It says that, don't you realize that they rule over us? Don't you realize what you've done? The Lord is using Samson to deliver them, and it's stirring the pot. It is ruffling the feathers of their oppressors, and they don't like it. They don't like it. They would rather have peace than to have deliverance, and they missed it. <clears throat> they missed it. And, and you say, well, Greg, what does that have to do with us? I, I would say that unfortunately today, you can go back and watch in episode three where we looked at Caleb, right, like having conviction and then there I said that, you know, followers of Jesus should be men and women of conviction. The Lord has called us to things in our lives, both personally and collectively, and we should have conviction. We should have integrity about those things. And so these Israelites that came to Samson, what it shows us is that even today we see this, is that Christians who only want peace, meaning like not having conviction, not following the Lord, not doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord is not their priority. Having cultural and societal peace is their priority. What happens is you compromise the gospel. You compromise your conviction, and you compromise the clear teaching of Scripture because the gospel and Scripture and Jesus Christ are going to be countercultural at some point in time. At some point in time, they're going to be countercultural. It was in Jesus' day. We see that as an example in his life. Jesus even warned us, like, hey, just so you know, this is my paraphrase, right? He said, but just so you know, like, like people are going to hate you because of me. And so, man, I just want to say that as, as followers of Jesus Christ, like, yes, we are called to be people of peace, and we should pray for peace, like, like, we should pray for that. I, I pray for that regularly. We here as a church pray for the peace of our community and the peace of our land. But the reality is, is that some point in time along the way, when we're living for Jesus and we're doing what God has called us to do, there's going to be a rub. There's going to be a rub because cultural and society is not going to want to surrender and it's not going to want to yield to Jesus or to the Bible or to the God of the Bible. And so that's where it comes into play. Yes, we seek peace. Yes, we pray for peace. 
But somewhere along the way, if we're being the men and women of God that the Lord has called us to be, if we're living out our convictions and we're living out our life as followers of Jesus, when the moment comes that opposition comes, please don't buckle. Don't buckle. Don't put peace above your convictions. Don't put peace above doing what God has called you to do. And in this case, these people would have rather had peace than to see the Lord deliver them through Samson. Man, it happened Jesus' day. You may know the group of the, the Sadducees. Uh, the Lord called the Sadducees. I mean, the, 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 Jesus had a lot of harsh things to say to the Sadducees because they traded a lot of their conviction. They traded a lot of things that God called them to do so that they could be at peace with culture and peace with society. Um, man, we want to seek to live at peace with all men. It says that in the New Testament. As long as it's up to you, seek to live at peace with all men. We seek that. But it's not going to always be there. And, and when our faith is challenged and when our faith is called out on the carpet and we're asked to relent what we believe and what our convictions are because culture is, is telling us, hey, you're disrupting things. Man, pray that God will give you a lot of wisdom. Pray that God will give you a lot of courage because we don't need to put peace above our conviction. Now, hear me out on this. Some people aggressively take this too far and they go too far the other way. And they say, oh, well, if that's the case, then I'm taking the fight to them, right? I'm not backing down. Forget them. I'm going to war with them. Nah, you know, Jesus doesn't call us to do that either. <laughs> and, and they're just as wrong. Uh, Jesus doesn't call us to go out there and be vigilantes and, and go berserk and go nuts and, and spit in the face of all these people. No, why? Because, because we're hoping that they turn to the Lord. And the Bible says that it's your kindness, Lord, that leads us to repentance. That's why I ask you to listen all the way to the end, because some people take that too far and they get it twisted on the opposite side. And they say, no, man, like I'm going to carry a sword, man, and I'm going to go fight. And Jesus had some disciples like that. And he told them very plainly, like, hey, put that away, man. Uh, we, we don't live and die by the sword, right? And so, man, so as Christians, we need to find that balance. We, we want to be men and women of peace. <clears throat> but at the same time, we don't want to buckle under, under um, opposition. We don't want to buckle under uh, cultural seeking peace over uh, righteousness. Okay. So yeah, man, that's what we see here in uh, Samson's life. Well, it's not really in Samson's life that we see in Samson's time in, in Judges chapter 15 is let's be men and women of conviction. Let's be men and women who follow Jesus boldly but peacefully, and when that opposition comes, when that opposition comes, um, let's be men and women who, who stand strong, not in a vigilant way, not in a violent way, not in an aggressive way, in a gracious, loving, and caring way, but in a way that stands firm on convictions. Yeah? Well, man, I hope that encouraged you. I hope that uh, challenges you like it did me. Uh, an example that's set for us mostly looking forward to the foreshadowing of the example of the Lord Jesus, who when tempted, who when um, confronted, who when challenged to lay down what he believed, he did not. But he did it in a way that he loved people and he encouraged people and he invited them to come join him and be his follower. Well, hey, thanks again for watching or for listening. 
Thanks for another episode in God's Word. And until the next episode drops, let's continue to open up our Bibles and let's see what the Lord wants to say to us.